Gear up as Katz Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. My name is Cash Miller. I am the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Today, we got a really interesting episode because we're going to be talking about you know, healthcare marketing, especially for like doctors. And there are so many rules and regulations that they have to, you know, follow. It's very hard for a doctor or anybody in the medical, you know, space to be able to market themselves because there's, you know, you have so many things that you need to know how to do so that you don't run afoul of the different laws and regulations that we've got going on. Um, you know, so it's really important. I've got with me Hannah Burnett. She's with Designer Branding Solutions. They're a, an agency that is in this space. Hannah, it's great to have you on. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, what you do, and why do you market? Sure. Yeah. Why do you actually, why, why do you take on this challenge? Because it's a big one to market doctors. Sure, sure. It is. It is. Well, first, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, like you said, I own Designer Branding Solutions. Uh, we bring some business support and advice, branding, marketing, advertising, to uh, specifically small town, independent, functional medicine practitioners. Um, functional medicine is just the idea of looking at the body as a whole instead of individual pieces. And you can bring in other supplements and other, other things to help the, the person with manage chronic diseases uh, and things like that. So we're looking to rebuild what we used to have yeah. in small town doctors. Um, but it is a very challenging, <laughs> it is a very challenging field. The reason we went this direction, um, a couple years ago, we were trying to figure out, you know, how to kind of pivot. We went this direction because we really want to give back to these small communities. We're seeing these practices, these small practices over and over and over, just not be able to make it. And they get incorporated into to one of the bigger organizations. Um, a few years ago, I think we broke the 50% the mark on physicians that were in wow. independent practice and the ones that were attached to a hospital. And it's really kind of scary. So if you look 10 or 20 years down the road, where are we going to be? Like, so we need to really support mm -hmm. these small town doctors. And these are all amazing people. A physician doesn't get into that type of practice because they're looking to, you know, make a whole bunch of money and get cars. They have such a kind and giving heart but they're in the weeds and they're overwhelmed. And so we chose to kind of jump in there with them. We don't just give advice. We're right there alongside you, teaching you how to do it, helping you through it all, because these people really need yeah, someone to support you're them. You're right about that. Yeah, doctors so, in small town America, the number have been shrinking, just like we've been losing hospitals in rural areas. Yeah, and and what yes, is exactly. does exist, you're right, a lot of times are being taken over um, or com having to compete against mm -hmm. large, you know, corporations, uh, that yes. end up filling the gap, but it doesn't have the same thing. It's mm -hmm. not that personalized touch. It's not, you know, it's not. A, right. It's yeah. really not the same product it's, at it's all. It's not a relationship with yeah, your doctor anymore. Um, there's a movie that comes to mind right. for me that kind of exempt, you know, I guess exemplifies what small town doctors yeah. were. You remember the movie doc Hollywood? Um, uh, Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It. It, you know, because that was yeah. like, you know, you had essentially this corporate doctor and, you know, you get stuck, mm -hmm. um, you know, 
in a small town gets the traffic ticket or whatever has to like <laughs> you know um, make yep. up for do community service and ends up working at the local you know not clinic but the local's doctor's office where you have this small town doctor that basically mm-hmm. you know had you know everybody um you know like knew everybody in town pr- pretty much it helped with the birth of yeah. everybody in town <laughs> yeah delivered like probably uh, delivered you know, everyone and, <laughs> yeah and that's the thing is is that was that personal touch that yeah. you know that existed and yeah we're yes. you know a lot of, there's yes. a lot of pieces of, Ameri- of you know america that have changed quite a bit and that medical mm-hmm. that doctor relationship really you know has as well mm-hmm. and it's it is a shame and so it does need yeah. you know the challenge that those doctors face for this not to continue to happen which it's a tough thing is they have right. to be able to market themselves they have to be able to compete with those you know and yeah. and they didn't they don't want to have to do that necessarily like they got into it to practice medicine be be the general practitioner exactly. but if they don't if they don't you know compete yep. that means with their marketing too that's you know they're not going to exist so it's still a business at the end of the day exactly. no matter what yes yes and that's always where we start when we start working with a new client we start with their business and look at how it's structured because a lot of times the people working in these clinics and these practices don't really look at it as a business. They're looking at it as giving back and trying to help the community and help their patients. But we need this to succeed long term. (laughs) So, you know, kind of get your house in order, make sure the books are good, you know, moving forward and then figuring out their budget and then where to start, because you cannot go into debt for this kind of marketing. You can't. You have to start where you are and slowly build it in as you can. But there are a lot of challenges with that. One of the big challenges that they would have is differentiating themselves from these large, you know, Mm -hmm. corporate entities and stuff. So how does a private practitioner, how does, how do these doctors go about, you know, making themselves stand out, be different? You know, what, what's the formula there? Yeah. It's a great question. Great question. The way I explain it to clients is when you think about, an old fashioned small town doctor, how did they, how were they known? Like how, how did everybody know who they were? How did they get the word out? Excuse me. How did they see their patients? Well, they were just available. They were around. They went to the local soda fountain and they went to the pharmacy and they walked the streets. So we're just trying to recreate that virtually. You do not want to go out there and talk about like, Hey, we have this injection and Hey, we have this, you know, you can, that's great. You can do some of that. But if the outside world does not know about your clinic's personality Mm -hmm. and who you are, they have no reason to come to you. So you really just are trying to be seen and you can do that by giving your community education. So write articles on things that people are curious about or things that will, you know, help them. And in return, they're going to come see you. You're going to build trust. You're going to build topical authority and they're going to come find you. So you don't have to market Mm -hmm. like the big corporations. We don't do that at all. If people get really advanced and they're really going, we'll look at ads. You know, we'll look at certain campaigns. If you want to push something, that's great. We'll do that. But that's when people are in the weeds, you can't start there. Just start with being Um, I love the what you mentioned in there because you said the word personality. Yeah, yeah. The doctors yes, have a yes. personality. The practices <laughs> develop, you know, a personality. Yes. Large corporations yes. are not known for having yes. a personality. 
you know, unless, unless they're a That's fast right. food brand on, on <laughs> what was right. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. The formerly you know, known as X, Twitter. Yeah. You know, yeah. Unless, you know, unless you're Wendy's or something. Okay. So, but large healthcare, right, right. you know, organizations, they don't have personality of their own. They are, mm-hmm. they're considered, you know, think of, uh, right. you know, everything being sterile. You know, they're cold. They're mm-hmm. like, there's not yep. any warmth to it. Yeah, Very exactly. You know, say, yeah. You know, if you ended up in the, uh, the, the padded room, that's about as much, you know, personality as these big healthcare <laughs> companies have, right? That's right. You know, and that's, a, that's an Absolutely. advantage to the doctor because they can, they do have mm-hmm. a personality and their marketing can be based around showing mm-hmm. that off. And in truth, that's what people want. Absolutely. You know, they, you know, Yes. Whether it's yes. small town America or even larger, we still like to know who our doctor is because we have to develop a, a level of trust. Mm-hmm. If you go to, I, yes. I hate to say this, like I, I'm a vet and um, I go to the VA, you know, they take care of my health care. For years, yeah. I had the same doctor and I actually built a little yeah. bit of trust and stuff over that, you know, and I've been going to the VA for 12, yeah. 13 years now. Um and I, but I had the same doctor for probably the first seven or something like that. I've had like, she left at some point and wow. I've had three doctors since. And I couldn't, I could tell you what, yep. you know, at the time I could, you know, tell her name. Yeah. Now, if I, if I call right. the VA right. and they say, well, who's your doctor? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Whoever's it, on the chart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, look you at know, the I chart. just want to be, you know, yeah. be checked. And that's the thing yeah. is because that's still a large healthcare yeah. organization and you're, and yes, we understand people are going to change, yes. but you go to that individual doctor because you want to build a relationship that they, when you go in, they yes. know your history. They know, you know, they know yes. you hate shots. Yes. They know, you know, yeah. Right, yeah. right. So, you know, figure out another way. Instead of yeah. a shot, we're going to do this. I'm not a chart. Yeah. I'm not a chart. And when I go in a doctor's office, I want to be seen as a person. And I want somebody to say like, oh, I know you're dealing with this physical pain, but you seem really stressed out. Maybe, you know, is there a mental or emotional part of it? So I want someone that knows enough about me Mm -hmm. to know when I'm sick or when I'm really off. And you have to get your head out of the chart. (laughs) You have to look at your patients. But that's so difficult the way things are structured right now. It is. So difficult. So, you know, Showing your yeah. personality, showing the the practices or developing yes. a personality so that that's what the, you know, like everybody has yes. one. It's a matter of bringing it out. You know, that's what the community. Yes. And yes, the right parts exactly. of it. <laughs> that's what the community needs to see. The right parts. Now let's talk, let's talk some of the challenges yeah. they face though in the, yep. in the form of the regulations. Yeah. Right. Because there are a lot of things and yes, I always say, and the, it's a little bit yes. different from, do, you know, for <laughs> what doctors can do to, but the thing that we see a lot of times on TV mm-hmm. is big pharma. And what I see is a pill advertised, mm-hmm. all these great benefits. And then we get to the disclaimers. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, I'll stay away. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> exactly. And the, the point exactly. being is, is that the big pharma, they, there are certain things in the medical field, HIPAA laws, compliance and everything mm-hmm. that they have to follow. So, you know, yes. what are some of these challenges? Um, so just like you said, HIPAA and then the personal health information dealing with PHI is very difficult. Um, there's some some rules that have come out this past spring, I believe, and they're still a little bit arbitrary on what is a HIPAA violation mm. on social media yeah. and what isn't. Um, so that is really that is really tough. As far as you, know, you mentioned, big pharma and advertising a certain pill, doctors can't really 
do that. that. That's sometimes it's a gray area, sometimes not, but you have to be really aware of that. So to completely circumvent that entire issue, we focus, you can't sell a product and you cannot sell a service. You sell a solution. So the articles that we write for people, it's all based on a solution. So if you're looking for um, aesthetic solutions, you know, we're going to talk about weight loss options and we're going to talk about how this supplement affects it and it can tie into your other articles on supplements. But we're just focused on providing education to patients and helping them through these difficult things in their life, whether or not they ever walk through the practice door. Then once you've built that authority, you can put a post out that says, hey, we just got flu shots in. It's available. Hey, we just got this in. Hey, this is an option. You know, we're setting up a, an IV hydration program and now we have this available. But it has to start with education for your patients and it has to start with providing them a solution. Then you can, and I see that more as branding, you know, then you get into yeah. hard marketing, which is flu shots. Sure. You know, this is what we're doing. But it's it's education. Yeah, so is where it they starts. can they're allowed to educate people, you know, in what they're able to do. Yes. So they can be sort of a WebMD, you yes. know, type resource locally. Yes. Um, and they can use they can yes. use social media as a as an outlet for that education. Yep. Yeah. So okay, so yep. there are things Absolutely. that they can do, but they're going to have to stick to, you know, like I say, there's, you know, what they're you know, able to, um, in the case of like HIPAA laws, you know, I, everybody Uh hears the term HIPAA. What does it actually like cover and prevent? You know, just the, just the broad overview of it. Sure. Sure. Um, I'm going to give you my understanding of it. If I am incorrect, I'm totally (laughs) open to that. (laughs) You know, people want to educate me, but in a nutshell, HIPAA is designed to keep anyone else from knowing that you have a relationship with a doctor or what that relationship is. So when you're looking at social media, if I put out a post for a client and one of their patients responds back, um, let's say it's about diabetes and a patient responds back and is like, yeah, this program has helped me so much. If the clinic replies to that comment is like, that's really great to hear. That's a HIPAA under the newer rules, that appears uh. to be a HIPAA violation because the clinic has agreed that that patient is a patient of theirs. Now, it's really it's really kind of a gray area and up in the air, but we stick very closely to canned yeah. responses on social media. It cannot be specific. So instead of replying like, hey, I'm really glad to hear that that helped or, you know, we can help you with that, call us at this number, your response can be, Anybody that has any questions, you can give us a call here, but it needs to yeah. be generic and yeah, not specific. So, no, it, do, it, it does. Does that make sense? No, it totally it's makes hard sense. To... That's what I wanted was, you okay. know, to kind of okay. explain how it worked. So it's a perfect example. It's, yeah. you know, they yeah. can comment. They can be saying, hey, this has been a great, you know, uh, medicine mm-hmm. for me to use. They can't say, well, we're glad it's working for you, you know, because that's acknowledging exactly. that exactly. <laughs> you know, that you're a, that person is a patient. So they can, you know, they can just make a generic comment to everybody else to say, if anyone is interested in understanding this, please contact us. And that's it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And one area that gets really intense sometimes is negative Google reviews. As marketers, we all understand the importance of addressing these negative reviews and you need to give the people reading them a little bit of context and kind of let them know what's going on. 
you cannot do that. And, and there are some people out there saying that any response to a negative Google review is a violation of a HIPAA law because you are just off of they that. Were a patient. Yeah. I mean, that's like so Ooh. broad to say that, you know, we know you're, you know, we're just, yes. we're yes. saying that they were a patient. We haven't released any information about them. They were the one that made the comment. Exactly. <laughs> I know, yeah, so yeah, exactly. And this is all as of October 2023. So I'm sure it's yeah, going to change, you know, but yeah, it, it really is. It's because weird. It would be one thing if yeah. I said as the doctor or the practice, if I put out something, this, you know, medicine was great. We just helped so and so. You know, right. For, See, yeah, yeah, that would be a problem. Be a right. Problem. <laughs> this is the reverse of somebody right. saying, you yes. know, I use this medicine, you gave it to me and it didn't work and you're a bad doctor. You know, like they've already acknowledged they were the right, patient. Right. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the whole point out there. Um, there's some, there, there's a little bit of wording in the new law that would, if I'm sitting on my laptop, I have, you know, a, a practices page pulled up. I'm looking at an article on, I don't know, female hormone replacement. If I leave my computer up and that page pulls up, pulled up and my husband walks by and sees what I was looking at, there is yeah. wording in the new laws that makes it seem like that would be a HIPAA violation on the huh. clinic's part. I mean, it's not. And that's yeah, a stretch I mean, for me. I don't know who <laughs> so would actually bad. know that it happened, but, yeah. you know, it, but, but the thing is, is right. the fact that the fact right. that it's even in there and, and that's, like I say, that's the point yes. is that it can be such a challenge yep. for doctors to mm -hmm. be able to market themselves. And we know, you know, reviews, yes. I mean, you know, yeah, you're going to get Huge. negative ones. And the problem with reviews has always been, sure. you know, I say you can make 99 people happy. And none of them will say a word <laughs> yes. about it. You'll get one person mad, and I guarantee that's yeah. the person that will say something. Yeah, They'll that's tell exactly, a thousand yeah, people. Right, they <laughs> will. Know. Yet you you can't yeah. fight back at all. Yeah. But, yeah. Right, exactly. But there are ways. You have to get creative, but there are ways to respond to those okay. Google reviews. It just has yeah. to be generic. You know, not, I'm sorry that you had that problem. If anyone ever has a problem, yeah. they are welcome to call us. We're interested in finding solutions, whatever, but it, it needs to be yeah. reviewed ahead of time. You need to really think through this wording. If you have access to an attorney that understands more of the laws, yeah. especially the newer ones, run it by them. It is worth paying to have that reviewed. And whoever's handling your Google reviews just yeah. copies and pastes it. And it keeps control over yeah, what's said. Um, on the for articles and stuff, we just make sure that we cover a couple different topics somewhere in the article. Like we'll have a main topic and then at the end be like, oh, it's kind of connected to this and this. So it's never about one yeah. very specific thing, like not toenail fungus, you know, whatever it is. Just keep it a little bit more abstract and then. Maybe yeah. that gets around that other part. I, I, if you need goal. a lawyer, I normally <laughs> don't do this, but, you know, legal shield has a for business plan. You know, where, where you just pay them a, a small yeah, monthly yeah. fee and, and they'll, uh, they'll review such things yeah. for you. You know, they like say, if you, exactly, you know, um, exactly. But, th but that's the thing is, is uh, there are so many restrictions. So you have to be careful with your marketing and, mm -hmm. and certain things like reviews, yes. they're going to happen regardless. So you, it is an area that mm -hmm. it's, it's considered marketing and you need to be careful about how you go about it. Yes. Uh, yes. 
we encourage our clients to work with their local government, their chamber of commerce, um, even just reaching out and telling your local government that you're interested in staying within these regulations, you're starting this, you're really making an effort to not violate, you know, HIPAA or PHI, that helps to get them on your side. There's a lot of networking benefits. Mm -hmm. We do that anyway. But ask around, you know, ask your local government, ask other people, find out what the rules are and get some help with it because it's different in every state. Yeah, it is. So, so yeah, how do, you know, how do the doctors, okay, because, you know, marketing is, it's a, a necessity, okay? You, you know, they really need yes. to be doing this, you know, but it's kind of a commercial endeavor, you know, yes. you're doing it um, so that mm -hmm. you can take care of, you know, you got to put your name out there. How do you balance patient trust with yes. that? You know, so that you, um, mm -hmm. your messaging is, you know, really it's on point. Like they say, because, you know, we expect big, um, corporations to do the, you know, like say we, we expect to see that, yes. but you got the local doctor. That's a little bit different. Right. <laughs> right. Right. What I encourage them to do is remember who they're talking to. So when you think about starting to post things online, picture yourself as that small town doctor or whoever you want to be, you know, you're, you're walking down the streets at some event in your small town and you're talking to your patients and you see them and say hi and you check in on their issues, you understand what they need. People can kind of imagine that because it's a, a physical thing. We can kind of picture from old movies and stuff. That's all you're doing online. You're just putting yourself out there and telling your, your patients what you have to offer. So it's getting mm -hmm. your mind in the right mindset. You're not trying to sell a certain product. You're not trying to reach a certain goal. This is where your personality, your, your heart can come out because this is how you give back to your community. Even if yeah. they never walk through your door, you're helping people. And that's really the goal for most practitioners anyway, you know, is to help people. It's a great yeah, so outlet. So you take the educational approach to it, but you can also take that personalized mm -hmm. approach and continuously remind people, mm -hmm. um, you know, that how much you love serving the community, because that's, you know, when you're a general yes. practitioner, you know, I think financially they could do okay, but they're not, you know, they're going to get mm -hmm. a big corporation would pay them more, you know? So there is a, a, um, you know, a personal you know, you, they have personal reasons for doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they need to be willing yes. to, you know, share why they like, you know, being a general practitioner, being an independent, you know, mm -hmm. uh, practice, not, you know, being part of a big corporation. Right. And it's really just reminding them when you're in any business, when you're in the weeds, it's very difficult to remember why you even did this in the first place. So yeah, these doctors could make more at another clinic. They don't have to deal with personnel and staffing issues. So why in the world would you start yep. a little clinic in a small town? Well, you do that because you care about people. So it's really just kind of reminding them of that and bringing that part back out. And a lot of our clients end up loving social media and podcasts and things like that because it gives them the outlet that they're missing yeah. right now. There's a, a freedom and a, a control and feeling like you're making a difference that when you're seeing, you know, 30 or 40 patients a day and you're just going room to room all day long and trying yeah. to eat lunch in between patients, you lose that. So it's just reminding yeah, them. They know yeah, why they're big there. Big corporations <laughs> can be treated uh, more as a factory. I know in the dental field, um, 
at least a few years ago, and I'm sure this is probably still the case, there have been some big corporations that have bought up a lot of independent dental practices and, and then the dental practices and end up really pushed for selling services and hitting, you know, financial goals. Um, I know like this is probably back seven, you know, six, seven years ago. Um, my dentist was one of those types of practices. I didn't know it. Okay. At the time Mm -hmm. I was thinking, but I went in there um, (laughs) and they ended up wanting to do some treatments and I questioned it of whether that was, it was actually Mm -hmm. necessary. I ended up going to another dentist to get a second opinion and the, and they disagreed Mm -hmm. with, and it was for like a root canal or something. And they were like, no, you don't actually need this. Well, you do need some work, but you don't need that, you know? And right. I ended right. up switching to a dentist Ugh. that is a hometown dentist that I've then been going to for you know, a number of years now. I was recommended by somebody else. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I always see that dentist. They, she has other staff and the others and other staff, you know, um, do sure. cleanings and things like that. But I always end up with, you know, her yep. at some point to double check and everything and that big. And, mm-hmm. and I found yep. out later <laughs> that that dentist I've been going to because they eventually got some negative press. Um, was right. one of those that had been bought and they were being pushed to, mm-hmm. you know, recommend services right. that weren't actually needed. And that's the thing about big corporations. They're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, hit financial numbers and they're pressuring, um, in the case, this particular case yep. and in some other practices, they're pressuring the doctors. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it goes on in the medical field, you know, of, you know, Absolutely. for general practitioners and stuff. Yep. I say, and we need that kind of stuff. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. And the doctors that run these individual practices, they're not under that pressure. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. That's what makes them more, you know, if they right. are good at, you know, at what they do, yes, they're a lot mm-hmm. better. And, uh, you know, cause again, it goes back to, you get to know the doctor and you can build a level of trust. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And the doctor retains so much control. Like you're talking about, they don't have to push things yes. that they don't want to, but moving forward, it's going to be a big fight to keep that. You know, I, from so many different directions for a lot of the big people making decisions, the big practices being a part of a hospital, you know, it makes more sense for them because they have more control over what practitioners do and what they say, but it is so important to keep an Mm -hmm. independent voice. And if you've ever changed cities where you or changed doctors, you know, whatever you sit down, like, okay, I need to find a primary care doctor. Yeah. How do I do that? (laughs) And you can Google it and you get a list, but I never know anything about them. So you have to go and do the first appointment, which takes forever. And then you don't like them and you have to do a new one. So what if you got to a new city? You know, we moved to Huntsville about five years ago or so. You get to a new city and you search for, you know, primary care doctors and this clinic pops up. And it's like, oh, I wonder what that is. And you can go to their social media. You can see videos of the practitioner. You can see what they're interested in. You can gain that trust for the doctor before you ever walk through the door. Well, you're going to choose the practice you can see. You're going to choose the one that has information out there. So you're just helping your patients find you. You don't have to go out and and pull them in. You don't have to drag people through the door. Just let them find you. 
That's all yeah, it takes right yeah, now. Right yeah. now. It'll change. <laughs> well, yeah, right now. <laughs> that's a really good um, you know, reasoning right there because I say if you're putting yourself out there with that in you know, you're educating, mm-hmm. you're letting people know what the personality yes. of, you know, for yourself, your practices. These are all really good things because often, yes, when you switch cities, um, you know, and we've got we have a a lot of people actually, while we've had a ton of people in the suburbs and urban areas and everything, we also have a lot mm-hmm. of people that like the idea of moving to smaller cities, you know, smaller towns. And so yep. because of the overcrowding, yep. you know, that big cities can have and, um, mm-hmm. and a number of reasons, yep. but, you know, and remote work has made that more possible as, as well, but Absolutely. you still want to be able to find, yep. you know, the different people you need. And that's one of, one of the things that if you're putting yourself mm-hmm. out there, the people, when they're making the decision to, you know, to move and stuff, if they find you, they say, cause that's one of the things they're going to look for the yep. realtor. They're going to look for, <laughs> you know, where would they go for a doctor? You know, yes. All of these, yep. all this stuff matters. Yep. Yeah. And one of the things some of our clients do, depending on the relationship that relationships they have is working with realtors, give realtors your business cards and have them talk to people that are coming into town and saying, Hey, I really like this doctor. They're really great. If you're looking for someone go here, it's free. That's the kind of stuff that is so simple to do. And you know, the whole point of marketing, you know, if you're, if you're starting to market a a brand, you're trying to get them to stand out a little bit above the people around you. That's the whole point. Where is your edge? You know, what are you trying to find? Well, especially in small towns, if you if you look across the landscape and everyone's even, you just have to stick your head up a little bit. So if no one is posting online, posting something yeah. is successful because you're just sticking your head up a little bit. Now, in five to 10 years, that environment's going to be very different because more and more people are going to do this. It's going to become mm. much more competitive. This is the time to yeah. grab your market share. If you want to stay in business, you know, as a small town practitioner for the next 20 years, now is the time to grab it because it's going to get very crowded. I have a question, um, too, since we talked about reviews earlier, are doctors allowed to do anything that's like testimonial related videos with patients or is that so they can do that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff as well? Yep. As long as the patient signs the releases and everything is very official and you have your paperwork. Absolutely. If the patient and I'll I'll do it for my local doctors and stuff too. I've done a couple, but yeah, if I, you know, have a IV hydration and I end up really liking it and it helps with this and that, absolutely. We'll do video testimonials. We'll put reviews on the website, but it just all has to be released ahead of time. So you don't get your reviews as quickly, you know, yeah. it takes a, it's a hassle. It's a hassle, but it's well, possible. Well, yeah, like I say, it's a hassle, but every little piece that they can do, and especially if you're trying to come across yes. as your personality and you're trustworthy and everything, those things can help, exactly. you know, and, you know, and you can put in real patient testimonial, you know, like, you know, this is, and you know, mm-hmm. unlike the pharma ads where it's like, this is an actor. <laughs> exactly exactly and i love seeing my my clients on you know friday nights they'll post a picture to their personal facebook and their business facebook and it's a group of kids at friday we're north alabama so it's football but you know it's it's friday night football and here we are you're a part Mm -hmm. of a community you're not a standalone like yeah i have to be above and separate from you're you're trying to be part of that community so show pictures that's fine you know, you're not claiming any of these people are your patients. You're not saying right. anything about what they're doing medically. You're just showing that you're present yeah. in the community. Yeah. And that's great. And that's fine. 
yeah, just don't connect it to anything, but <laughs> yeah. it's fine. <laughs> well, that, and, that, and like I said, that's the whole point yep. of showing off the personality of the practice of yourself and the things yes. that you support. And mm-hmm. that's the point of, you know, small town doctors. They want to be part of the community. Yep. They actually are. They should leverage it. Okay. Yes. And let other people know that they're, yes. you know, that they do these things. And I think that's one of the biggest things that a lot of, um, you know, Doctors, small businesses in general, you know, I always think of the sponsorship for like the, you know, high school baseball team or something and and they'll put a banner up there, but nobody will know that they're actually sponsoring unless you saw that banner. Yeah. Well, this is why social media and stuff exists now, you know, if you're going to leverage it, yeah, Mm -hmm. let people know. Yeah. Yeah. And organic marketing is free. You know, getting the banner at the football game isn't, but organic marketing is free. So start there. Start with what your budget is. Do not go into debt to get yeah. a banner at the football game. You know, don't don't stress out your marketing budget. Even with practitioners, you're looking at probably five to seven, maybe 10 percent mm-hmm. of your gross revenue, which isn't possible yeah. for most of them. Yeah. They just don't have it. So you have to start where they are. Uh, start looking at bringing in more cash where you have a little bit more margin. Then sure, when you have the money, yeah. do the banner. That's fine. But you don't have to yeah. start there. You know, start yeah, with start the free with the free stuff. stuff, work your way up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. There well, this has been a great conversation, <laughs> Hannah. How would uh, yeah. doctors, you know, or anybody else needing your services uh, get yep. a hold of you? Absolutely. Uh, you can go to designer branding, designer branding solutions.com is our website. Um, on our contact page, we have a form you can fill out, you know, send us a question or right now my calendar is posted on there, which will not last much longer. Um, but I'm interested in anyone that has feedback. We're, we're fairly new to this industry specifically. Um, so I'm still looking to gather what the challenges are. Um, and if anybody disagrees with something we've talked about, I'd love to hear that too. Um, I love learning, but designerbrandingsolutions.com, you can do that. Uh, or you can always email me, Hannah at designerbrandingsolutions.com and, uh, we'll get in touch. And I will say too, if you're a a practice and you're looking to market, you know, yourself, if you're in that medical space, however, yeah, it's always good to have somebody that really understands the space. Yeah. Because there are, you know, a lot of marketing agencies and, and freelancers and things out there that you could work with. But if they don't mm-hmm. understand the challenges, the specifics about your industry and the things you cannot, you know, can and cannot do, um, you can run afoul of those laws by accident. And so, so that really matters. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And we have a platform that we offer. So if you kind of know what you want to do with branding and marketing, you're just looking for a solution to help facilitate it and get a little bit of input from someone in the industry. We have a great platform where you can, you know, create your posts and you can schedule them. It can be a CRM. You can build programs that you want to sell to your patients. So yeah, we have that also, but then we'll jump in the weeds with you. If you need that, we, we are right there by you. Yeah. Okay. This has been a great, great conversation. Um, We've been talking about, you know, the things you can and cannot do and some ways to go about, you know, marketing uh, medical practices. My name's Cash Miller. I'm the CEO of Titan Digital, host of Marketing Masters. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. This show is produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered Podcast Network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.